Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Many, many people worried about uh, self-driving cars arriving because we're so afraid they're not safe. I'll tell you, look out your passenger window at the doofus driving next to you. (laughs) He or she is the one you have to be worried about. Here's a question. Will a self-driving car just drive itself to the mechanic when it needs repairs? That would be great, wouldn't it? Because I see a lot of cars out there. The other day I was driving, and I swear I saw a Topaz. Oh, really? It, remember the old Ford yes, Topaz yes. or Tempo or whatever the hell it was? It was a Mercury Topaz and Ford Tempo or the other way around. And I thought, this car has got to be uh, 40 years old. 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm always impressed when you see somebody's driving an old car like that that isn't really considered like a classic on any level. Right. Yet they've really babied it. Now I don't know about this one, but you see some of them, they're like they're mint. Man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah, you're right. It, it's not like you know a classic hot rod or something sure, or a sports a car or something that you would normally see. You know, just well maintained and mm-hmm. kept. But yeah, this thing was. It, it was just a flashback because it was in very good shape for how old it is. Although you see some cars that are about ten years old that look like they're falling apart and still on the road. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got rid of that one. I did. I did. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's funny when you see some some guy driving like a, a just a baby Pontiac Grand Am, mm-hmm. like the original series. But uh, yeah, when it comes to driving, uh, there are six, it is said in a new study, six different types of drivers. Uh, so at the top of the list, <clears throat> supposedly the one that we all think we are, safe drivers. Right. And the survey asked people about various uh, risky and dangerous driving behaviors laws and rules of the road, and they also had drivers self-report their behavior behind the wheel. Well, the self-reporting, you know, is an absolute lie. Gotcha. But uh, the group had supposedly a good understanding of what's safe and what's not, and rarely engaged in bad behavior. Women were more likely to be in this group than men. Mm -hmm. Now, where I live, because I'm on a corner, there's a stop sign there. 99.9% 99.9% of the drivers don't know where the brake pad is when it comes to that stop sign. They blow right by it. I think stop has kind of moved into the suggestion range yeah. now. Now until yes. the cop's sitting there. Stop is very much a yield for most people. They barely slow down. Yeah. Like if it was 40 kilometers on a residential street, they're already doing 55. And I think they bring it down to about 50 if they make the left or right. Right. Um, distracted drivers next on the list. Those, uh, people who admit to using their cell phone when driving, particularly texting and emailing. Okay. I, listen, well, you know, early on, uh, certainly I text and drove all the time. And then when the laws came into play, it took me a while to put the phone down. Right. Um, but I'm, I think I'm pretty good with that now. I don't remember. I, I will be guilty of checking if I'm stopped at a red light. Yeah. Um, but, For me, uh, it's not necessarily the texting. It's, it's you know, if I'm scrolling through to find something, mm. um, like a podcast or something I'm looking to, to listen to. Right. That's where I, I, I'm sometimes prone to grabbing it. Speeding drivers. These are people who admit to regularly speeding. About 20 kilometers, they say, over the uh, speed limit. Oh, that's just, that's the, that's the pace. That is. Oh, yeah. I mean, once you get onto the 401 or 407 or... 400 series, whatever. If you're not doing at least a buck 30, you're in the way. <laughs> um, and some will say like 10 kilometers over on residential streets. If you ever try, because again, near where I live, there's a school and they've had the cameras set up there. So everybody's very aware. 
But when you actually try to go the speed limit, right? It's hard. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we're more taught now because of those cameras. We know those areas, and we mm-hmm. slow down to them. I think the cameras have slowed down my in-town driving yeah. in general, but it's always a bit over. Like someone who's actually doing forty yeah. when it says forty, it's painful to be behind them. Yeah, for sure. But even on this particular street, because there's a bit of a, a downwards uh, slope and then it goes up again, you're to keep that car at 50 kilometers an hour, you're, you're riding the brakes going down, down that hill. hill. Yeah. Um, distracted and aggressive drivers. These are drivers who admit to messing around on their phones and driving recklessly, speeding, running red lights, tailgating, darting in and out of lanes. I, I was still am guilty to this day of being a uh, a dining and driver. Okay. I mean, I can really turn my car into a like a full on <laughs> buffet. I'm, I'm, I, it's like a high end steakhouse on right. my dashboard. Uh, the most dangerous drivers. These drivers admit to many risk, risky behaviors and don't seem to comprehend the dangers associated to them. That's the aggressive and distracted. Mm. And then the uh, the ones who don't want to admit it, although I think that there's probably more of this going on than anybody who'd want to admit because of the shame and they know it's wrong is the impaired driver. Right. Those yeah. who admit to having uh, drank alcohol or used marijuana. And uh, country drivers are far more likely to cop to drive an impaired well and listen we're into december now which means festive ride season is back mm-hmm. and so if you were still partaking in that sort of thing given that the amount of uh, people looking for you in that situation then you're just double down on the stupid on that yeah. I do, uh, one thing i'll say about this I, I put myself in the speeding driver category but i don't know if i generally go more than 20 or 30 over um most likely it's 20 because that just seems like the pace of the highway. But one thing that's changed it for me a bit in terms of really ramping up the speed when you're late or whatever is if you ever notice, if you, I'll put the GPS on even when I know where I'm going mm-hmm. just for the time aspect of it. And the difference between 120 and 130 is about a minute or two oh, right, right. in your in your total destination time. Like, it really doesn't save you that much time to be flying along at that speed. Well, you know, I'll, I'll argue that a little bit because <clears throat> I remember uh, decades ago, I went through a string of speeding tickets. Like, it seemed every time I pulled out of the driveway, I was getting pulled over again. And so I got the demerit points. Which, by the way, we don't lose points; we we get points. Right, right. That's that's how. So I got to the stage of points where they called me in for an interview, and I'm sitting there at the uh, the uh, service Ontario or wherever I had to go to to do this, and the guy says to me, "Look, this was while I was still living in Brampton." He says, "Look, if I got in the car and left Brampton to drive to Markham and did exactly the speed limit, and you left and went like a bat out of hell to get to Markham." Who do you think would get there first? And I'm in my brain going, me, moron. Right. Uh, and, and then he said, no, no, even if you're going like 140 or something and I'm doing 100, we're going to get there around the same time. Right. Because of red lights and other things. Yeah. But I still think that's complete. No. Yes. Well, and again, 140 and 100 are, are, are different. 40 kilometers is a massive difference. Yeah. I'm just talking the difference. If you're doing 120 with the flow yeah. and you're bumping it up to 130, in the end, it's about two minutes that you, you save. But the other category that isn't on there is the, to me, the anxious or, um, nervous driver. Oh, right, right. Like the overly cautious because they can be just as dangerous, if not more. Yeah.
Yeah, I listen. I I set the speed to about uh, eighty to one hundred kilometers on on everything, <laughs> parking lots, <laughs> my driveway. If I'm not almost hammering into my garage door when I pull in, it's not been a good driving day. If we asked you what social norms you were sick of, you'd probably say right away, tipping. There's a tip on everything. And uh, just the fact that you're basically forced into it every time you whip out your your card. Right. Uh, People were talking on social media about widely accepted social norms that are overrated or um, perhaps harmful. And uh, so here's a few of them. Not valuing changing one's mind. Instead, we admire those who stick to their beliefs and are consistent over long periods of time, no matter what they learn or how they evolve as a person. It's just become this thing of, no, what I believe is right, even if I don't have any, you know, fact to back it. I right. just believe it, so yeah. it must be so. Yeah. Well, and, and the the problem that we have, too, is if you go online, you will find facts. Mm-hmm. Some Well, sorry, you will find information. To back. That will back up your theory. Right. Not necessarily facts, right. but it's, you know, the, we're in a pandemic of mistrust now. You know, a great sign of maturity and growth is when you can be mature enough to admit when you're wrong. Right. True. And got that wrong. That one was, a, that one, <laughs> that's my bad. Right. Yeah. Uh, monetizing and quantifying everything. Uh, even hobbies, basically not doing anything just because you enjoy it. It's more about finding a way to earn money from stuff or doing it just to post a photo on Instagram. All of these social norms, as we go through the list, are all based on social media. Social media has ruined everybody's life. Yeah, It really has squashed us. <laughs> it's, I want to talk about the world, uh, you know, going to war and all the fears in the Middle East and Ukraine and Russia. We are in a war against technology and social media. Yeah. If anything is going to finish this planet, it's that. Well, and we're only making it worse with the amount of AI we're putting into everything now, yeah. right? Yep. We're, 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 when you look at the money that is made or consumed or, or, you know, used in transactions online mm-hmm. and, and even through social media, look at OnlyFans, mm-hmm. you know, between uh, you know, influencers on whatever social platform and OnlyFans. There are people, they are instant millionaires for doing nothing except showing off their bodies. It's amazing. There was a story recently, and there's been a bunch of different ones like this, about a, a teacher in the U.S. who was um, teaching uh, high school in the southern states and was making, you know, horrible money. Teachers don't get paid well in the U.S. And so she decided she was going to, as a side hustle, go on OnlyFans. And started making like a million dollars a month or right. some stupid amount of money. And it, it is just, it, it uh, baffles me because it's just photos, right? Is there a video on OnlyFans? Uh, sometimes there's a video I've heard and requests. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and requests for content if you're spending too, like more money, I think I you can do, right? Because I just think if you're trying to get your rocks off, there's porn for free online. Right. Like, why are we spending so much money on this stuff? But I think, you know, there was a time when we were five bucked to death, and now it's more like 15 or 20 bucked to death, where yeah. everything, uh, you know, I'll add on 15 or 20 bucks, and we'll just get this thing to. to. Yeah. So now it's like, well, okay, if I'm going to subscribe 
for five bucks a month, then it's it, it's it's negligible. It's like throwing pennies now. It's and, just uh, sad. And, and there are enough people to do it that when it all adds up, it adds up to ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah, I guess so. And I and I, it's it just uh, the human nature. And I guess it's more men than women on OnlyFans. I mean, people who subscribe. And, and just the idea of like, hey, she's pretty. I'm going to whip out my credit card and give her 30 bucks a month. Right. Yeah, but a lot of it is more that desperate plea for attention because it's, I, from what I understand, it's not just like watching porn. It's, mm. it's hey, there could be a personal response to oh, okay. this, right? Right, right. Where she's saying your name as she takes off her top. Well, guess what? Strippers have been doing that for <laughs> decades. <laughs> well, it's digital stripping. Yeah. I guess it is, yeah. Right, because it's it's not so easy to find a peeler joint now. That's true. They're all gone. Uh, social norms that were tired of the invasion of people's personal lives, the normalization and even celebration of unsafe driving. Because you, know, you see these dash cam videos. Right, yeah. Time, right now, people doing stupid stuff. Hustle culture and bragging about not sleeping, pushing yourself to an unhealthy lifestyle just to try to be doing more than anyone else. Yeah. Well, and that is it's the pursuit of more. Yeah. It just in general, whether it be more fun, more play. Look at my yeah. life. You know, I, I, I watch, you know, some of what my kids watch on YouTube and you get guys who, again, making millions of dollars off of these views and likes and subscriptions. Yeah. And, uh, and they're not even paid subscriptions. You know, YouTube isn't a paid subscription, but you subscribe to their channel yep. and it makes them, you know, Mr. Beast is, a, is an incredible example. This guy who's, who's, you know, amassed an unbelievable fortune. And some of it has been done through charity work too. He gives away a ton of it. Yes. Yeah, so but, I heard, yeah. but, you know, for ridiculous reasons, right? Like it's just, let's, I'm going to buy, you know, two million candy bars and just give them away to people now. And, and, and my kids see that and they think, well, that's awesome. You know, like he's doing good work. And like, well, he's also, he's creating himself a bunch of likes. Yeah. And with that subscribers and with that money. The expectation of constant availability. These are, again, social norms we're tired of. Right, yeah. Um, letting kids have cell phones. Well, this has been an ongoing battle for a while. Uh, several bad social norms involve phones. So many say that it's problematic to get kids attached to them too soon. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think my boys were like 14 or 15 when they got their first phone. But, my gosh, you see babies coming out of the uterus with an iPhone in their hand. Yeah, but then, but then again, the hell does it matter? Because you, if you don't have any limitations on them when they're 17 or 18 either, then they're all just growing into mindless bots. Yeah, but I think that if you at least make them um, social beings... And uh, creatures who are able to uh, socially interact as they're young, by the time they've matured to some point, by the time their melon has evolved to some sort of maturity, then maybe they can handle the phone. If you give them the phone and basically teach them to be a zombie from the moment they're three. Well, I I, I hear it. I get it. And, you know, I didn't do it with my, my kids. They were limited in their, their cell phone activity until they got to a certain age. But at the same time, I see so many who are 16, 17, 18 years old mm. who just become zombies. Whether or not they be start learn that at five or they just got a cell phone at 17, mm. they're just zombies no matter what. Uh, any type of political view becoming your whole identity. Also the idea that there's only one right opinion or one right side to something. Right. 
And another person added, people having an opinion on everything and expecting everyone else to as well. Yeah, there was a time where we had a phrase called agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that doesn't seem to happen no. anymore. It's agree to try and convince you that I'm right. The blatant spreading of misinformation, especially by people who know better and are supposed to be trustworthy. Hmm. Can't think of anybody who's like that. And uh, finally, this is a social norm that drives somebody crazy. Sprinkles on donuts. <laughs> And that one I agree with. They don't add any flavor, and they just make a gigantic mess and stain your fingers. That's that's the this is, uh, that's the real problem in the world right there now. There it is, right there. We found it. Get rid of them sprinkles. This time of year, of course, we've mentioned this many times. The uh, the Christmas movies for the ladies, the Hallmark movies, the Woman's Network, Lifetime. They uh, they come out with like fifty or sixty. It seems new ones every year, and as much as they get to so many of them they release, they all, of course, follow the same storyline. And now we're actually getting uh, trailers that are being released uh, for these upcoming movies just to promote them. This one looks excellent. Tonight on the Hallmark Channel, Christmas on the Court. He's a handsome former NBA player who lost his job because of too many missed dunks. She's a beautiful and fit pickleball player who has trouble with her dinks. Will she stop dunking her dinks? Is his dunk sunk? And will they both notice each other's perfectly in shape but dunk a dunk? Do you have more holes in your head than a pickleball? Of course they will. It's Christmas on the court. Tonight on the Hallmark Channel. Oh, I'm going to watch that one. That looks good. <laughs> I just love her voice. Right. She sounds so great reading those. Got it. Yeah. Uh, You know, smart appliances are all the rage these days, uh, even for stuff that definitely doesn't need to be smart, like a toilet. And sometimes there are downsides to things being overly complicated. There's a story making the rounds online about a man who had his smart toilet burst into flames while he was using it. It happened a few weeks ago. The man first sensed that something was wrong when he smelled smoke. (laughs) (laughs) How hard was I pushing? Yeah. (laughs) Bum cheeks are sparking. Uh, He saw plumes of white smoke billowing from the toilet bowl. Oh, no. So that's when he thought, well, this is a good time to get off this thing. Just before he could pull up his pants, the toilet exploded and started burning. He wasn't hurt. It's unclear what started the fire, but it, you know, the man thinks it may have been a spark by a short circuit because these smart toilets have all sorts of features like automatic flushing and heated toilet seats and water conservation features, self-cleaning functions. Yeah, sometimes you want to just stick with the basics. Right. A good old crapper. As long as the flush works and you got good... <laughs> And you got good flow. Your bum can warm up those seats. True. And you can get some exercise and clean it yourself. 94.9 The Rock, GTA's Rock Station. That's Alanis Morissette. I've been um, watching on Paramount+. Plus. They have been um, putting up and streaming a whole bunch of the old VH1 uh, behind the music docs. And I've, I've sat through quite a few of them now. And what I've come to realize with uh, almost all of them, is you could literally just do one, tell one story, and it basically shows the picture of all artists. 
They they came from a broken home. There was abuse. There was addiction within their home. There was all sorts of mental health struggles. There was struggles with their sexuality. They got into the music business to find a, an escape from whatever was pulling them down. And they became massive stars, couldn't handle it, got big onto the pipe, and broke up. <laughs> they lost everything. You've watched a couple, I take I've, it. It's all the same story, but by far, what I because some of the stories are obviously very horrific, mm-hmm. uh, just terrible situations. And I don't know uh, enough, and maybe I'm just you know, maybe I, this is wrong of me. It's probably wrong of me. But by far, the biggest, what would seem to be pain in the arse, whining, woeses me, is Alanis Morissette. Oh. Her story, lovely little family growing up in Ottawa, her parents seemed very kind, but everything she's talked about from the minute she wanted to get into music... Everything was too much to bear, and everything was a struggle. And, oh, I had to lie on the floor and cry myself to sleep every night because of the weight of being a star. And then when she became this massive star, oh, this was all too heavy. Everything's too heavy. Everything's too much. No wonder Ryan Reynolds kicked her to the curb. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I just walked away shaking my head going, enough with the drama. In her defense, I think a, a lot of her story had to deal with just some of the misogyny. That happened with a male-dominated business, too, right? Like, she was sure. taken advantage of at times. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously not not a great situation. I mean, comparing it to a rapper growing up in the mid-'80s New York with a gun in his mouth from right. his father, a little different. <laughs> True. Ah, just a little. <laughs> just a tad different. Anyhow, I just said, I, I, I'm done with this. I mean, I learned a lot about a lot of artists that I uh, had never really followed nor knew much about. And some of the stories are kind of intriguing. But, and especially when it comes to bands. Like, it's just it's just got to be the egos, I guess. Everybody's very fragile right. and thin-skinned. And it all starts off great and it all ends horrible. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, I, because... I, I don't know if they start off with, no one starts off with the intention of being massive superstars or any, they can't fathom what that would be like right. anyway, right? right? You start off for the most part as just being a garage band and entertaining your buddies and, mm-hmm. and, uh, just looking for, you know, people who have similar musical interests. Yeah. And then if you write something that takes off, all of a sudden, you get people who are like, ah, this this isn't the lifestyle I I was thinking or signed up for, yeah. or you know, I don't know if I am as deserving of, or I'm more deserving of a cut than than you, and you get all sorts of stuff going on. I, I realized halfway through that uh, uh, Alanis Morissette's best friend could very well be Meghan Markle. Because they could just sit together <laughs> and woes us me the days away. It's so difficult. I think one of the reasons why. She drove me so crazy with the woes is me was I think the episode I watched just before her was Shania Twain's story. Right. Now, here's a woman who kind of had it bad. You know, <laughs> when both of your parents die in a car wreck mm-hmm. and she basically was like singing up in Muskoka or wherever she was at that uh, resort. Deerhurst, yeah. yeah. She just went, well, I got to go home and help the family. Yeah. It wasn't one second of woes is me. Mm. But Alanis's eggs were cold one morning, so... <laughs> Completely threw her off. That's ironic. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted one of them. And honestly, there's like 30 of them posted. And I've seen a bunch of them. And I just wanted one of them to go, you know what? I grew up, family was great. 
My brothers and sisters love them all. I became a rock star at 18. Right. Had all the sex a man could imagine, <laughs> all the drugs, all the booze, lived a life that was amazing. Like we always say, if you got it good, own it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's what, Jay Leno is a great example of that. Yeah. He, every other comic comes from some dark place and trouble and again, woes is me. He's like, no, I just like to tell jokes. Right. Oh, beautiful. I actually had to go after I watched that episode. I had to go to a walk-in clinic to have my eyes brought back down because they had rolled so far deep into the back of my cranium. It is December 1st, and so with that, the annual study of how much it would cost to buy everything on the 12 days of Christmas has oh, been released. Right. We're up, just like everything is up, 2.7%. Yep. The answer this year, $46,730. That's a lot. If you were to buy the items over and over each day, like the song suggests, that's 364 total gifts or over $201,000. Seems like a bit of overkill. Yeah. Why give maids milking every day? You know, and it's not fair for the eight maids of milking. They are the cheapest thing on the list. Really? 58 bucks. Have you priced out milk recently? It's gone way up. And it's a little pervy to just sit there watching maids milking. Very true. Yeah, now if you wanted the 12 drummers drumming, that's 3468 bucks to hire them. What are the 12 Dave Grohls you got there? That seems They're a lot. Not cheap. Drummers aren't cheap. Uh, 11 Pipers piping is $3,207. Okay. Now, see, this is so sexist. So the women, the eight maids of milk and 58 bucks, the most expensive thing on the list, 10 lords are leaping. They're just leaping for 14 grand. <laughs> They're lords. Tough to get a lord to do anything. I guess so. And supposedly it's uh, based on what it would cost to hire 10 professional ballet dancers. Okay. See, and then nine ladies dancing, only eight grand. So almost half price. That seems like a deal. And again, they're modern dance people. Uh, you could get strippers for probably way too. <laughs> they need a place to dance this these is days. The cash business. Yeah. <laughs> seven swans of swimming is going to cost you thirteen grand. So the what? Seven swans of swimming more than the ladies and the maids. Right. This is terrible. Maids milking is only fifty-eight bucks. Yes. And there's how many of them again? There's eight. Well, that's way below minimum wage. It would be. I mean, yes. you got to at least put 16 bucks an hour in there. That's right. Times eight. It's a lot more than 58 bucks. I, I agree with you. There's a mistake there. And again, with the swans, where the hell does one rent swans anyhow? Uh, I've been on the Google. I can't find a swan. I'm sure you probably could. Swan rental shop near me. Six geese of land, 780 bucks. Oh, my goodness. Five Why gold. would you pay for that? Just go to a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> Hit one with a ball. And... Where are these geese coming from? Yeah. Like Canada goose? That's right. Sometimes it's so bad on the golf course. Eh? You're like you're more worried about stepping into a big plop of geese poop than you right. are taking your shot. Oh yeah. And if you walk like your push cart, yeah. Like by the end of it, the wheels are just covered <laughs> in poop. And if you hit your ball too close to the mall, they, they get aggressive. It's yeah. Oh yeah, they do. Um, five golden rings. One thousand two hundred and forty-five. Well, that seems very cheap. To that do. seems like a bargain. I think whoever did this list has made a horrible mistake. Has to go back and do their math. Four calling birds, six hundred bucks, and three French hens, three hundred and thirty dollars. 
Two turtle doves, 750 bucks. That's up 25%. Wow. For the two turtle doves. And a partridge in a pear tree is 319 bucks. The price of the bird stayed flat, but the tree it lives in grew by 15%. <laughs> rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.